0: Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.
1: like the middle of the song. I know you guys are like, you know, the song is happening. You don't want to interrupt because it sounds beautiful. DJ Doug Pound sounds great when he does that song. You guys don't want to interrupt. And then I just start the show with like a, just a, just like the shittiest, like the worst applause. And I know that's not how you feel about me. I can see in your eyes, you're like, oh, I wish there'd been a more concrete place for us to have clapped. So I pulled out my old canter moves from mass, I don't know if you guys remember these, but that's, uh, that's how you let the congregation know it's time to sing along, you sing the first verse, and then, and they join you, where are my uh, lapsed Catholics at, oh wow, really, like only, oh, okay, that's for a, for a while that was, I felt like there were no Catholics here. It's fine, who cares? Yeah, how, how how Catholic are you? Or were you? Recovering. Re-recovering, yeah. I know, it's a lifelong process to undo that bullshit. <laughs> Did you go to Catholic school? No, I didn't. <sighs> Congratulations, yeah, you dodged that. Shame bullet. <laughs> you do not learn about sex ed when you go to Catholic school. <laughs> They're just like, hey, just so you guys know, don't
0: <laughs>
1: drop the mic, leave the room. Why are they on a mic? I don't know. Hi, I'm Cameron Esposito, by the way. I'm hosting the show tonight. Yes, and you're up. Put your hands together here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Big day in my home state of Illinois today. Equal marriage. Equal marriage in Illinois today. Such a huge deal. So excited about it. Can't stop thinking about little gay kids. Can't stop thinking about little gay kids. Which I know sounds weirder than... I mean it, too. little gay kids. Can't stop thinking about little gay kids. No, I mean, I think sometimes we forget, you know, it's it's one of my missions, it's one of my missions as a human to remind people uh, how many little gay kids are in our midst. Because so I think a lot of times when we talk about gay folks, we think of adults. And so therefore it's like, should adults be able to get married? I don't know. You know, like we think, like we debate as if it's like, should these adults be able to get married? I don't know. That's, that's their adult decision about sex. But we forget that like there are little gay kids who might not even know they're little gay kids who are unable to imagine the future future in their life like they just spend their entire I mean that's how it was for me I didn't know I was gay but I also was just like well I guess I'll nothing (laughs) you know like I just I was like I know I'm weird compared to you my sisters who are straight I have two straight sisters real straight sisters they to this day hold me down and do my makeup which sometimes I appreciate. Hey, you got to get on TV. <laughs> but uh, it's a huge, even like, I think even sometimes gay people forget that. Like I posted that on the old uh, internet, the old social media today. I said, uh, today I'm just thinking about all the little gay kids that are going to be raised in the same area that I was raised that will now be able to imagine a future. Which isn't to say like that all gays now have to get married. It's just the idea that you're like, oh, maybe it's that. You know, like, that you could just even, Im- that there's just like a thing. That you can just, that there's something. That you're like, I don't think it's that, but I just, that there's another, you know, and then-, and then once there's one choice, then there's like a lot of choices. And I don't say that in like the way where it's like, now we're marrying horses. I mean like now we can be single too. I mean, we can also be single. Do you understand? Like, it's not a, I'm not talking about many wives and and rocks marrying pigs. Why would that even happen? You can't make a rock pig contract. And then people make that argument always like, you, did you ever, you don't have a law degree. I know that for sure. You have to have, uh, you know. You have to be people that can sign things in some way. Even if it's with blinking their eyes, they're still like, yes. <laughs> so until rocks can sign shit... I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we have to worry about that. No, I just mean like, now we can be single, now we can be uh, uh, just happy with ourselves. I think we just be happy with ourselves, whoever we are, you know, now that there's not just one way to be. It's wonderful. And I, even like, I post that, so I post like, oh, I'm thinking about all the little gay kids. And like a gay woman that I know wrote on there like, well, Cameron, have you seen this compilation of kids from the Huffington... P- or some, like, some, like, Upworthy, like, Ah, kids! Somebody says gay marriage to kids, and they don't throw up. Look at this. I fucking hate Upworthy, by the way. <laughs> I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate all video- I hate all videos where they ask kids what they think of gay marriage. Fuck you. <laughs> F- like, who? What are you talking about, you ask a kid if they're... Why are you asking a kid anything? <laughs> Don't you know anything about kids? Stop! You tell them shit. You say, "Kid, gay marriage is okay." You know, say like, "Kid, what do you think about?" That's why. That's why same-sex marriage has been illegal for so long, because those because we've been asking fucking kids in the form of Republicans. What do Republicans and kids have in common? They both believe in bearded men who give them things. (laughs) I just made that up. That's fucking hilarious. That was improvised, but it was about Jesus and uh, God, you know, like God, and then Santa. You know, so kind of the parallel there. And neither is real. And neither has a lap. Well, I mean, one was real. Like, he was a dude who's a pretty decent poet. He was a pretty all right speechmaker. He was the Barack Obama of his time, I'd say. You know what they say about Jesus? He was the Barack Obama of his time. <laughs> he was trying to give those motherfuckers health care. He was like, you're cured. Are you kidding me what I'm coming up with right now? Pre-existing conditions, gone. Are you understanding? Mud in eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking I'm so good at this. <laughs> I'm so good at this. None of this is written. This is how this is I just woke up. I, this is this is me. So, uh speaking of which. Anyways, so yeah, so I posted that and then a what like a, a gay chick was like, "Have you seen this video of kids reacting to the idea, the idea of same-sex marriage?" And then she wrote underneath that uh, C Cameron, I don't know why I repeated my name and then forgot my name was in the beginning. C Cameron, C Cameron. Uh, some kids are with us, and there's still some against us. <laughs> Which is like, who's us? That's what I think is the f- most fucked up. Who's us? What about the little gay kid? Like, what are you talking? Who's us? Gay adults? There's like, all kids are straight. I just think like, I mean, it's the same thing as I hear a lot of straight comics try and be advocates and then they'll use them or they, which drives me like fucking bonkers. I want to lose my mind because it kind of implies that there's like no gay people in the room. Like, it's just a meeting of straights being like, on the point of gays, agreed. You know, like, it's like... <laughs> Which is why, you know, sometimes I feel a little bit yelly about it. Sometimes I feel like, you know, okay, this is the 15th state to make gay marriage a thing. And so I feel like sometimes people can get kind of burnt out. Like, ah, oh, she's tweeting some shit about equality again. I'm tweeting some stuff about, you know, rap game whatever. Um, really? Rap game whatever is a great... T- I tweeted that today and I got 17 favorites. Just I tweeted rap game whatever. Um, But it's not, it's not like old hat. It's every, every state that this becomes, that's, the the families in that state, that affects them in a a massive way. And they weren't in, when Boston in Massachusetts years ago, when that, they, it's not over. We can still be stoked, is my point. We have 35 more times to be stoked, (laughs) specifically. And then Mexico. 32, 25 more times we start. No, we can still be stoked. So what's up for that? That's a huge deal. I just want to take a moment. That's a fucking huge deal. All my friends in, in Chicago that I, I have many uh, gay friends that are already married and their marriages are going to be legal now so you, they can die if they want to and shit won't get fucked up or they can live, you know? What an exciting day. Catholics, huh? Mm. What? Yeah, recovering. I know. When's the last time you went to Mass? Okay, I want to... Christmas? This last Christmas? Oh, you're not recovering that much. Yeah, you had to turn in your keychain, though. You were like, ugh. It's a recovery joke. A couple of years ago, I my sisters and I uh, Well, no, maybe I'll edit that out of the podcast a couple of years ago. I uh, was going my parents made me go to mass It's like probably the last time I went and uh, I got super stoned before I went to mass now I'm like not a no sure what who gives a fuck. I got super fucking stoned. I got stoned and then I went to church I loved it I had the best time, I was singing the loudest. I was like this Eucharist tastes amazing. Give me that wine. I'm thirsty. I felt at one with everybody. I was like, why haven't I been doing this? Why did I stop doing this after I went to daily mass in college? Wouldn't she just say? That's what I'm saying. That's true. I was still even to that point like I agree even in college and then and then I n- not anymore. And not even because of gays, because of women, because I'm not a vessel. I know that fucking much. I'm not a vessel. Okay guys, you've been wonderful. (laughs) You have been wonderful. We have a great show tonight. I'm so excited this first performer could be here. Please, and you're gonna go extra crazy for him because he's got like tons of accoutrement. He's making it real sweet right up top. Let's hear it now for Drennan Davis, guys. Give it up for Drennan! Come
0: on!
2: I... Um, how many people like music? Wait, how many people like generic questions? Yeah, uh, cool. I'm going to start with a rap song. out to all the fellas
3: fellas why the ladies always be trying to size us up the way we walk the way we talk what kind of car we drive we could be driving a month like a hummer and they'll be like little dick we could be driving like a mini cooper they'll be like damn big dick i drive a camry though you know what that means well i'll tell you I got an advertised sized dick, got an ever-sized dick It's not too long and it's not very thick. I got an ever-sized dick, it's a normal-looking dick I really wish I didn't write a rap about it But I did, so check it, when I get naked It measure my dick, it holds no record For not being big, or not being small I guess you'd say my dick is kind of normal But people be hating, they're trying to talk shit They really can't hang with my advertised dick Cause every time a girl checks out my package They're always like, damn! Pretty average. How many inches? Six and a half. That seems about right. So why does she laugh? Because statistically speaking, if you look at this graph, my dick is in the middle. Man, you do the math. I got an never sized dick. Got an never sized dick. It's not too long and it's not very thick. I got an never sized dick. It's a normal-looking dick. And now it's time for metaphors to sound slick. If my dick was a fruit, it would be a banana. If it was a U.S. state, it would be Montana. If it was a TV show, we'd have to be friends. If it was a type of car, mercedes city
2: Just kidding, Toyota.
3: If it was a movie star, it would be Nick Cage. If it was a time of life, it would be middle-aged. If it was a salad dressing, it would have to be ranch. If it was a golden girl, it probably wouldn't be Blanche. If it was a type of gas, it would be below premium. And if it was a cup size, medium. If a music player, iTunes. If it was a horror novel, Dean Koontz. If my dick was a soda, 7-Up. If my dick was a boob, it would be a cup. If my dick was a butt, then my butt would be a dick. If my dick was a dick, wait, it is. Shit. I got an average-sized dick Got an average-sized dick It's not too long And it's not very thick I got an average-sized dick It's a normal-looking dick And now it's time for backup singers to sound slick He's got marriage He's got a marriage
0: dick He's got marriage has got dick Oh!
3: Got an oversized dick, but now you're probably getting kind of tired of the stick. Got an oversized dick; it's a normal-looking dick. The song is pretty dumb, so I think I'm gonna quit.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. This is fun. Um, I'm a big music nerd. Uh, I've been listening to like a lot of like '60s French pop music lately. Has anybody listening to that stuff? Like Serge Gainsbourg and Bridget Bardot, and any of that? Cool. I, I wanted to try this is what like all of all of those songs sound like to me right now. If <im> i <im> they are they
3: If. No, no,
2: And that's what they all sound like to me right now. All right, I'll do one more. Um, It's been kind of a sad year for party rock, guys. Uh, LMFAO broke up. Uh, One of them actually literally laughed his ass off. And they, they had to break up. Uh, so I'm going to keep that spirit alive uh, with this next song.
3: Ha ha! I'm laughing and nothing's happened yet. <laughs> Yo, we're both doing good. Yo, I like your afro. Yo, I like your glasses. Yo, I like your speedo. yo, we got my nice senses. Yo, you're good at compliments. Yo, you're good at compliments. Yo, we're good at compliments. We're both good at compliments. Yo, so what you drinking? Beer. So what you drinking? Beer. So where you drinking? Here. So where you drinking? Here. So how you drinking? Oh, am I drinking? Yeah, how are you drinking?
2: Oh, oh. oh, yeah, I remember. I drink beer like a baby
0: deer.
3: I drink beer like a baby deer. I drink beer like a baby deer. I drink beer like a baby deer. I Yo, we at this club. We got a buzz. We at this buzz and we got a club. Ha ha. So many girls, when I take them back to the VIP you all We hit the sack, y'all, but, but first we're drinking, y'all. All over the place, we get this alcohol, all over our face. Yo, my bottle's to the sky, and I'm dribbling down my beard. She's like,
2: why are you making sucking sounds? That's kind of weird. I drink beer like a baby,
3: dear. I drink beer like a baby, dear. Ain't nothing wrong drinking. Beer like a baby dear I drink
4: beer like a baby dear
3: Just like a phone, yo We at this party, yo We rock this party, yo We're doing squats Beer and Bicardi, yo We're drinking beers We're doing squats We're getting drunk, yo Legs hurting lots, yo My legs are shaking Right through my pants That's when we learn to do the baby deer dance like this. street me out in the street ha ha jenny craig street me though watch what we eat yo i can't be lying though Uh-oh, i can't be lying this hot girl yo she sees me crying she's like why are you crying like a little
2: sissy mamby pamby i was like my mom was just shot by hunters like Bambi. I don't know if I'm gonna be alright, you know, like, I feel like I haven't given myself time to, like, really process this, you know, like, I feel like it's just been bottled up inside and it's kind of just coming up to the surface, I don't expect them, like, realizing
3: all kinds
0: of shit, like...
3: That's probably why I've been drinking peel like a baby, dear. I drink peel like a baby, dear. Ain't nothing wrong drinking peel like a baby, dear. I drink peel like a baby, dear. His mom is gone. Good night, guys.
5: Guys, joining Davis one more time for joining. Oh, start us
1: off right. He was amazing. You know, I was just talking to this next act backstage, uh, inspired by Drennan's first song, and I just want to ask, this is just a round of applause question for men in the audience. I just feel like I've never heard anybody cover this. Um, So this is just, this is not whether or not you've measured your penis, this is how many times. Uh, Because I feel like that's a question nobody asks. Like, is it just the one... So, um, round of applause if it's one time, if you've measured your penis one time, round of applause. uh, Three times. Three times. Okay, three times. Uh, 12, 12 times. Annually. Round of applause if it's annually. Semi-annually, which either could mean bi-annually. Round of applause if it's bi-annually. Weekly. There it is, yeah. That's my favorite person in the ground. Except unless there's daily? Do we have a daily? That yet yeah, you are a lady. I mean, not that I'm not, I just, it was only that you, Woo! That was, it's, it, you know. I'm not trying to judge how you identify. I just feel like... Maybe, I don't know. Do you measure a penis daily? That's right. You should. You should. Get that shit away from me. Forever. Uh, This next comic has a very large penis. We just measured backstage. <laughs> uh, good friend of mine, hilarious dude, Mr. Tony Sam, guys, Tony Sam.
6: Yeah, old oh, big dick Tony,
0: <laughs>
6: BDT, you motherfucker. A... Well, how about that, huh? Now everyone's like, Are you trying it? Anybody? Anybody thinking about it? nobody ever thinks about it. (laughs) I'm going to need you to uncross your arms and open yourself up to the experience. Thank you. (laughs) Or get out (laughs) of here! Alright. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, when we were standing back there, I was like, I think he's off with his numbers. Five and a half, that's average. (laughs) Six and a half is above average. It's definitely above average. I'm certain of it. Mine isn't six and a half. Okay, you'll have to guess the number. Just throw out numbers. Pie. It's pie. That's right. <laughs> no, you just want pie. She's like, no, I just want some pie. <laughs> that's funny. She also, she also said, uh, she's like, so uh, you know, when you after you've measured, you know, you measured it, like, uh, do, you, uh, do you, do do you finish? Like, you know, to
0: celebrate?
6: (laughs) Like, well, it depends how the measuring goes, I guess. (laughs) Right? You may not want to. You might just want to drop a book on it or
3: something. (laughs) Hey, whatever you're into, you creeps!
6: So, um... I don't talk about a lot of, like, real things, issues or stuff. You know, Cameron, you know, she has good perspective on stuff, but I'm not passionate about anything, really. Unless, uh, you know, G.I. Joes and Transformers are getting married, then I'm all over that shit. You know what I'm talking about, hoodie, sweatshirt, in your 30s, right? Right? He's my demographic on that one. <laughs> so, uh, curly hair and glasses, comedy's uniform. I'm wearing that right now. Uh, so, here's the deal, right? Uh, so old (laughs) T-Bone, that's me. Uh, I saw a bumper sticker, uh, did not, I didn't like it too much. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what it is right now. Uh, it was, it said, uh, if you can't stand behind the troops, hmm, Why don't you stand in front of them? It was a picture of a soldier with a rifle pointed at you. (coughs) Whoa. What it should have said is, uh, If you don't agree with me, die. (laughs) That would have been a much shorter bumper sticker. Uh, Why is it when we hear things that are insensitive or sound ignorant, we like to repeat them to other people in a thick southern accent? (laughs) Much like I did with that bumper sticker. I'm not quite sure that was the inflection put on it but it certainly seemed right when I told it to you.
3: <laughs> if you can not da a doo ba dee bop doo boo scab dab do <laughs> It
6: made me think, like, what if the... What if... What if the people... <laughs> why do I hate my voice? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> right? It just, I'm too handsome for this voice. It turns out. What if the people that said those insensitive things had, like, a high-pitched Mickey Mouse voice? Like, we'd probably be like, yeah, he's making a lot of sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> gay marriage?
3: <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> Adam and Eve? <laughs> what? It's Adam, Adam and Steve. You know what I meant. I hate gays. Like, uh, black people
6: smell different, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: And a grace reform? <laughs> The Mexicans are stealing our jobs!
6: (laughs) Mickey Mouse is saying it, not me! (laughs) But some of you were like, yeah, I think he's right. (laughs) Yeah, what's he talking about up there? Uh, Old T Bone (laughs) has noticed that that gum commercials, do you remember? remember uh, No segues. (laughs) we don't have time for segues. we're just gonna go from topic to topic guys let's get real here this is a big topic uh you remember when gum commercials used to be really fun and like just so awesome like people were like running with kites and everyone was kissing and people were high-fiving and everyone's like yay making out like, you know, like big red, like say goodbye a little longer, dot, but, deeper, pa doo. <laughs> well, you know, it. everybody's kissing. And now it's like, orbits gum. Who's ready to get mouth fucked? <laughs> Holy sh- Jesus. I just want some gum. Whoa. <laughs> I just had tacos for lunch. I didn't need that trouble. <laughs> They were like, Mach 5 gum. You ever been raped in the face with cinnamon? I don't need any of that stuff. I don't need it. You understand? Uh, so, before, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I gotta get out of here. But, uh, I know. Tell me about it. Get those arms uncrossed. So, uh, one thing you should know about me. Terrified of spiders. <gasps> I've never seen the movie Spider-Man or any of the Spider-Man films because of it. I can't do it. Because my idea of what a man combined with a spider is is completely different than what Marvel came up with. My dude's got like a thousand eyes and 20 strong arms. I don't even know what spiders look like. (laughs) So it made me think, like, if Spider-Man, because he's he's a crime fighter, whatever, he shoots webs. (laughs) That's what he does. But if Spider-Man... Was just a guy that had a bag full of spiders <laughs> and ran around throwing them at people? Just as effective! You see a guy robbing a man, he's like,
0: Holy Jesus Christ! I am up! I am up! What's your problem?
6: Right? Like, and while in my scenario, like my spider man, he doesn't even know why he has a bag of spiders. He's just like, oh! Oh, my God, why do I do this? Why? He's like, his dad had a bag of spiders. He died. He inherited the bag of spiders. He's like, oh, God, I ate my life. Ah! Thanks, guys. i been Tony Sam.
1: Tony Sam, guys. Mr. Tony Sam. got it for Tony. Old T-Bone. Hey, we're gonna keep it right on rolling this next comic first time here at Put Your Hands Together, which we always love when it's someone's first time at the show, we go crazy for them. Am I right? Of course we do. Please, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it right now for Kieran Deal. Get out for her, come on!
5: Hey guys. Um Dicks, we're off to a good start with the dicks. That's nice. Uh, I live in Hollywood. I live in what I would call a questionable neighborhood. I actually think that every neighborhood is questionable. It's just about the kinds of questions that you ask in your neighborhood. Like, uh, I was in Beverly Hills recently, and the questions that I was asking was like, why is there a dog in that baby carriage? (laughs) When I go to Venice, the questions are constantly like, did that bum just refuse food because he doesn't want any leftovers? Is he a vegan? That's... And in my neighborhood in Hollywood, like, the questions are like, why does that nine-year-old have a neck tattoo? (laughs) I think I'm gonna have to pick this up to a brisk walk. I realized that the neighborhood was super questionable though when I got home one day and there are five guys with like big guns drawn, right? SWAT team style in the house opposite my house. And me and my roommate got super excited because we don't have cable. (laughs) And so we are looking through the window and the best part of this whole thing is that a little Asian postal worker, she just walks across the entire scene she opens the mailbox and she puts the mail into the mailbox and all five of those guys were like, what the fuck? <laughs> And that little Asian postal worker, she was like, I got a
0: job
5: <laughs> And they were like, LAPD. And she was like, I'm federal. (laughs) You ain't never gonna shut this shit down. (laughs) Like, all this happened in front of my window. And I'm watching it, and I watched this lady go back, and I was just like, that would be, like, the best commercial for USPS. (laughs) Just like ever, it's just like that 30 seconds of that scene and then that little Asian postal worker and it's like USPS and she's like, you're welcome. (laughs) welcome. (laughs) Just got back from New York City and the motto for the, the postal service is on the outside of the New York City post office. I'm gonna tell it to you now abridged, it goes like this. It goes, neither rain nor sleet nor gloom of night shall stop these winged carriers from their path which is beautiful, that is poetry, that would be like the Archangel Gabriel is just going to like swoop down and deliver you an Ikea catalog. It's gorgeous. Do you know what the motto for FedEx is? It got there. <laughs> the motto for UPS is, What can Brown do for you? Which, incidentally, was also the motto for colonization. <laughs> mm. yes. So too soon. Colony? Too soon. Too <laughs> Shit. That's oh. Um, I get kind of lonely sometimes, living in Los Angeles as a woman by myself. Um, and every time that I get lonely, I have to remind myself like I should never be lonely, like I'm a woman. That's the whole punchline. It's just, they're like, you should have written that joke. Uh, I remember, I'm a woman, and I want every woman in here to remember this, because I know what happens from time to time, you get lonely, and if you ever feel lonely, don't ever feel fucking lonely, because you are a fucking woman, and as a woman, you can make a person just to hang out with you. And guys, I actually think that's why a lot of women have babies. I think it's just for the company of someone who can't leave you for 18 years. <laughs> My mom. <laughs> like, the older that I get, I'm getting really fascinated. I call this, like, the solar system of the woman. And I'm getting really fascinated by, like, this area here, It's just, like, below, like, the moons. Just, like, above, like, the black hole. It's just, like, this area in the middle. Because there's so much stuff that I can't do. It's like, I can't kill a spider, and I can't eat, like, Pizza Hut without getting diarrhea. But you're telling me that my body can like figure out how to put together like a human life while I am watching Duck Dynasty? (laughs) Or as I call it in the privacy of my own home, (laughs) D-Nasty? That's a miracle. That is a miracle. Um, I'm gonna leave you a little thought here. Uh, This is a true statistic in the state of California. Um, In the state of California, It costs $60,000 a year to keep a person in prison. A year! $60,000 a year to keep a person in prison. Now, I am a resident of the state of California. That means that if I went to prison, that is exactly a $45,000 upgrade (laughs) on my life. Sometimes I'll say that and the room tightens up a little bit, but I think it's because those people don't have, like, the perseverance and the commitment in their little hearts to do what it would take to borrow money from your parents to rob a bank. LAUGHTER That's what I think. What I think is really exciting about going to prison would be that when you have, like, your rent taken care of for you and you're getting your food three times a day and you don't have to think about eating, at that point, your only responsibility is to deal with your creative pursuits. (laughs) So let me put it to you this way. Like, Lil Wayne has done more from jail with a mouthful of tinfoil than I have done with an Ivy League education and freedom. (laughs) And that is, as a Wayne, that is Lil, okay? That's, Gandhi went to jail, he wrote a book. Nelson Mandela went to jail and he wrote a book. Like there are more published authors coming out of jail than any other institution on the planet. If you come out of jail with anything less than like the second draft of your manuscript and a book deal with HarperCollins Publishers, you just didn't do that shit right. Maybe you think I'm a little disconnected when I say that, but I would tell you, I get it. I've seen Orange is the New Black. In fact, do you know where that book was written? In jail! That's where it was written, guys. You guys have been a lot of fun. I always like to tell people at the end of a set, um, maybe you enjoyed this, maybe you didn't, but uh, honestly, it doesn't really matter because I am a woman and a minority in stand-up comedy, so I really only have to be half as funny to go twice as far. Thanks so much.
1: twice as funny and thin. We have to be twice as thin and hairless. We have to be twice as thin and hairless and funny. We have to be, and t- we have to be tall. We have to be tall with supportive parents. Women in this industry. She ta- oh, she was we're talking about writing books in prison. I was just listening to uh, Fresh Air before I came over here. Of course I was. <laughs> Look at this hair. What the fuck else do I listen to? Nothing. No, I listen to some other shit, too. But it's pretty much news podcasts. Oh, my God. How did that get... What stuff work? Um, uh, and she was talking to uh, Terry. Terry <laughs> I was talking to uh, whatever his name is. That fucking astronaut. He went up in space, and then he made all those videos. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, maybe you don't. I want to say his name is Christopher Hitchens. That's not who I'm talking about. <laughs> But there was an astronaut. uh, (laughs) He just wrote a book. He seems like a super interesting guy. And they had a great interview. I would recommend listening to it. Uh, But the whole time, I was so bummed that she didn't ask him what he thought of gravity! Which is why I should not be an interviewer. (laughs) Not Not the concept, gravity the movie, I wanted to be like, what did you? was it real? <laughs> what would you have done if you were Sandra Bullock? I mean, in your career. Would you have done Speed? <laughs> you shouldn't have gotten that Oscar for that one movie where you just were interested in black people. That's pretty fucked up that we gave that to you. I'm serious. Not, she, not that you shouldn't be interested in black people, just like it's a pretty offensive Oscar. I'm like, oh my God, for that movie she like cared about black people for what was that, two hours? (laughs) Give her an award! (laughs) Pretty fucked up shit. (laughs) Is that the same year that of A won for Precious? Does anyone know? Yes, it It, was. was. I'm guessing. Yeah, (laughs) thanks for... (laughs) She just says, yes, it was, I'm guessing. I agree, yeah, I guess that it was too. Gabaret should have won she's great. She's great in that movie, but I just mean tough tough year for uh, portrayals of black people in movies <laughs> It's like oh shit's gonna be bad for a real long time And then a, a white lady who said just a touch too much face work done will come and save you <clears throat> These are not controversial things I'm saying <laughs> Like, they are, but this is the right side of the controversy to be on. So if you're not laughing, it's weird that you're not laughing. Because it means you're racist. It means you guys are like, no, those movies were spot on. I mean, I'm not saying pressure shouldn't have been told. That's a great story. I'm just saying, like, in the same year? Oh, fuck you guys. (laughs) Hey, speaking of fuck you guys... Love that you come to the show every week. Really means a lot to us. And we just we're doing so we're doing so great here. We're we are I think we're ten months in, and uh, two weeks ago we won uh, a Best of LA in LA Weekly, and then just yesterday we won a Best of LA in uh, Los Angeles Magazine. So we're so happy about that. And thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And if you're wondering what you can do to keep the show going you can come back and see us on Tuesdays you can also subscribe or listen to the show when we put it out as a podcast, that's right here you are staying alive, it also can go in your ear holes when you're not here, you can listen to us at home what else can you do, you can follow me on Twitter me personally, Cameron Esposito and tweet at me with a period in front of my name so all your friends can see it, cause you and I can only, people can only see it if they follow both of, but you don't have any follow. do you remember that? What? not you specifically, you don't have any followers no I don't know, but um <laughs> I have, like, the shit, I only have, like, like 6,700 Twitter followers. And I'm not saying that, like, uh, I mean, like, literally that's pathetic. I've been doing this job for a really long time. And my goal is 10K by, like, two months from now. And that's never gonna happen. But wouldn't it be great if it did and it was because of you guys? If this particular audience of people that vaguely seem middle-aged were like, We are signing up for Twitter! <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, we got two comics left. They're both amazing. I'm so excited. This next gentleman is in town to do the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it now for Alex Cole. Get up for Alex.
4: Hello, theater goers. How's it going? My name is Alex. Uh, you guys might recognize me from the book I just wrote. Oh no, he did not. A sassy guide to atheism. Uh, Such a dry subject. I'm trying to liven it up with a little bit of mmm and some of that. And uh, it's doing really well. Thank the Lord. Uh, So I'm working on a new book. It's called That Shit's Cray, which is about creationism. Uh, High hopes for that. I'm actually working on a third book. It's called Left Hanging. It's a mystery about a guy who went up for a high five. Fucking never came down. Nobody knows where he is. Just disappeared. Just like that. I was actually in Denver not that long ago, and I did those three jokes every night at the top of my set. Those are the first three jokes I did, except I changed it just a little bit. Right before the third joke, uh, I said, religious people, I I haven't forgotten you. I got a new book coming out called Left Hanging. And then everybody in the audience would groan really hard, and it was work getting them back every night. I didn't know what was happening. Seven shows. Then I got to the last show, and I was like, oh. I thought I was just changing the words up, but I don't think that's what Denver heard. I think Denver heard a fairly aggressive Jesus joke. uh, Left-hanging, everybody. Uh, Oh, you guys fucking get that? I didn't get that for a fucking week, everybody. Every night, coming out, doing the same thing, over and over again. And somebody told me that Denver has a really, like, large born-again population. Evidently, they used to have a football player that prays before he makes football, or whatever the fuck you do. I don't know about either of those things at all, so I didn't get it. So what was happening is I was coming out in a city I don't live in, in front of people I don't know, and instead of saying, hey, everybody, I was saying, I fucking hate Jesus, in what was basically a church with a two-drink minimum every night. (laughs) But it's cool. They'll forgive me, right? That's their rule. It's not my rule, but that's the way it works, right? Like I said, I was in Denver. I travel around a lot for this job, and recently I was also in the Midwest, And uh, more than one night in a row, I came out on stage and somebody yelled, Jew! At me at the top of their lungs. And that took me aback a little bit, mostly because... I completely forgot that I was Jewish at all uh, I have been AWOL for years I made my thousand dollars in gift cards in my bar mitzvah and got the fuck out of the business as fast as I could and I've never looked back plus I, I used to live in San Francisco for a long time and nobody's really yelling that shit at each other on the streets there it's, way, it's too tolerant in that city sometimes you could be on fire in San Francisco and people are like would you leave him alone? that's his choice, god damn it flame on girl, you do what you do One night I came out on stage and somebody just yelled Hanukkah at me. Like his brain didn't even get to Jew. That's how shocking my appearance in his life in his town was. I was like, hi, and he was like, Hanukkah. Like his whole body rejected me. Like I short-circuited some weird racist robot. Oh, good. I'm getting older. Anybody else doing that? just laughing at me. Mocking the old man. I love it. It's great. It's taking so long to die. Uh, so much shit to do. I'm not old. I've just moved into a new like age bracket at this point. Activities change. The closest I get to a mosh pit anymore is Trader Joe's on the weekends.
0: <laughs>
4: I, mean, I, I have about three clues that I've, I've moved into some new, like, crossed an age threshold at this point. Here's the first clue. I've started doing this. Yeah. And then right before, whoop, there's a little bit of that before I get up. It's like a little song I get to sing myself for the rest of my fucking life, evidently, when I do tiny muscle movements. Um, but a song's like a little celebration. That's a happy thing, so I'm trying to be positive about it. Now, when I sit down, I throw a little scat into it like this. why ba da 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 and that's clue number two. I just sang a Glenn Miller song. That's uh, <laughs> it's old as shit. And clue number three is that my dad's getting older, and that's a weird measuring stick for yourself when you realize a parent is crossing an age threshold as well. And I know my dad's getting older, because last year my dad sent me a birthday card with a check in it as a gift. It's normal. He's been doing that for a bit. Uh, but then... Ten days later, he sent me another birthday card with a check in it. Yeah, and that's a weird moment to realize he's having memory problem problems, like potentially serious ones. So I called him up, and I was like, Hey, Dad, um, did you forget to send me a birthday card? Uh, because I haven't gotten anything yet, and it's about that time. You know, What's that? On the way? Great. Call you tomorrow. No reason. Bye-bye. Not all of you on board with that joke. Some people have told me they think that joke's mean. Um, but in the interest of full disclosure, I've told my dad that joke like nine times in a row. <laughs> he laughs every time. That's a lot of joy. That's what it's supposed to do, so shut up. <laughs> Coincidentally, I called my mom the other day. I was like, hi, Mom. And she said, son, is that you? And I was like, yeah, it's me. And she said, but you've been dead for 15 years. And I was like, oh, shit. Wrong number. <laughs> And that's a rare, really sensitive situation, very sensitive. Um, but I think I handled it properly because then I said, boo, and I hung it up. Again, I'm kidding, please don't tense up. Uh, I never call my mom, it's not something that happens. I'm married and it's great. And that's the proper reaction to that shit right there. Who cares, keep it to yourself, dude, right? Nobody cares when it's good, uh, but when it's bad, you want to hear all the details. That's the way it works, because I think they say communication is the key to a good marriage, but conflict is the key to a great story, and (laughs) cumin is the key to a great chicken salad. I don't know if you guys know that. Try it. But everybody's heard the statistics at this point, right? 50% of marriages end in divorce. Who knows how happy the other 50% is? I think it just makes everybody cynical about the entire thing and like if you were outside and you walk by some guy and he was going i'm married it's amazing and i love it and then you walked another three feet and you heard somebody say i'm on meth i love meth i'm doing meth forever either situation your brain would go oh shit that's not gonna end well at all (laughs) 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 somebody can't read the writing on the wall last thing i'll say i went uh i started doing yoga not that long ago um it was hard because I was really self-conscious about it. I'm not a yoga guy, and I just thought about walking down the street with that rolled-up mat in my hand, and the emotions would well up, and i just think of myself going, fucking somebody say something! Who wants to fight? And that's the opposite of yoga, from what I understand. From what I understand. So what it meant was I was not buying the mat. I was paying a dollar at the studio every time to use one of their mats from the giant pile of foot fungus they have behind the counter... It's like, oh, for only a dollar, I can get athlete's foot forever? Uh, no, you're going to rub your whole body against this mat. You'll get athlete's face. You'll get athlete's taint. Yoga's a total body experience. So I'm like, you're being dumb. Buy the mat. So I bought the mat. The day I bought the mat, I was leaving the studio, and I walked by three skater kids, and one of them goes, yoga lifestyle. I didn't say anything. I did not say anything, because yoga has taught me to let go. And I took a deep breath. And I fucking quit doing yoga. <laughs> Namaste, done. Thank you guys very much.
1: Alex Cole, guys. Give it up for Alex. Woo! And we have one final comic tonight. Now, he is he's such a treat to have in town. We always love when he's here. You might know him from Comedy Bang Bang or a million other things. Let's hear it right now from Mr. James Adomian, guys. Give it up for James. Woo!
7: Keep it going for Cameron Esposito. I'm gonna. That must have been done before. I'm gonna take all the credit. Uh, hi, UCB. How are you? You are. I don't know if you signed on to this, but you are UCP right now. <laughs> Get used to that. We are. We are one unit of minds. This is a very low-level science fiction experiment right now. We have come together, fifty strangers, to pulse and judge in the darkness. That's a really shitty Gene Roddenberry <laughs> vision of the future. Um, okay, I want to do my impression uh, before it's too far away from an introduction. This is a character I have that I haven't, <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to describe it for you. Because you know what? I think it's always better to tell, not show. Um, so this is a character named Tiger. He's a very high-energy comedian, and uh, he's, introduced, he's introduced with high acclaim. Like, are you ready for Tiger? Wow! And then there's like, there's like dry ice, and there's like pyrotechnics, and Tiger comes out in a, like a one piece tiger suit. And he's like, "What's up?" and then he comes up to the stool and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm just working on some new stuff." So, uh... yeah, it's you little tiger cubs that have held me back so long. He turns on you guys. Right, yeah, see, uh, I think it has the makings of a wonderful character piece. (laughs) Pull your face out of your hand, please. I can see you. Thank you. (laughs) Guys, uh, in case you're just listening on the podcast, there were 50 people with their faces in their (laughs) hands. This is, hey, let me do things that won't work on the podcast. This is my impression of a guy who, uh, who doesn't realize that he's not wearing sunglasses. I don't know about that, Teach, but uh, I'm going to have to catch you on the flip side. Fuck. (laughs) I had real glasses. That was the limited payoff that you missed if you're listening to this in Magic Land. Um, I saw... uh, What do I want to talk about? Yeah, I saw uh, All is Lost uh, today. I saw the movie with... It's Robert Redford. He's by himself in a shipwreck, the whole movie. And it's like this quiet, desperate tale of survival against uh, impossible odds in the Indian Ocean. And uh, I just it was a great movie. I think that I would have had more fun if instead of Robert Redford if maybe they cast somebody like Paul Giamatti just to really suffer. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) The ship's gone! The whole fucking ship! Here I am in a big bucket of salt water. Thanks a lot, Poseidon. Hey-ah! Hey-ah! Goes the drowning jackass. <laughs> I had my own run-in with uh, the dangerous magic of nature. Uh, there was a sinkhole uh, in West Hollywood a couple of weeks ago, and it affected me personally. Um, there were, you may have seen it on the news. The mainstream media really didn't picture it the way it actually happened, okay? I was there. I saw a cameraman walking away from it going, yeah, that's pretty good. Not as good as the sinkhole last week. Over by the five, that was water. That was real water. Like he was a sinkhole aficionado. But uh, there was a big rush of water, broken main, uh, the streets sinking in, and uh, I immediately leapt into action and got all of my shit into one bag and went for a coffee. And then I called my friend to ask what he wanted me to get out of his apartment, and I got half of it out and that's the kind of courage that I display in an emergency situation. I went back, there was police tape up and one, one quiet sitting cop who was kind of snoozing and I walked through that police tape to go get some posters for my friend. That I, I, uh, I walked in the correct way, they were letting people in, but there was one guy before me who walked through and he was like, the, the uh, sheriff was like, sir, what are you doing? He's like, I gotta go home. He's like, I know, but this is a significant area. That's a, like a, a real thing. This is a significant area, sir. It's like the lowest level of a disaster. Where they're, <laughs> where they're like, there's no damage to life or property, but there may be lawsuits later. We have to file some reports. This area is officially significant sir and I'm officially obtuse with you right now
0: <laughs>
7: um but I had to bounce around I had to leave the place and go stay with some friends and uh I got to I got to play Grand Theft Auto cuz I uh I I was at a friend's house, and uh, this always happens every time there's a new Grand Theft Auto. I end up, I usually watch it. I watch the game, because I'm really bad at video games, so I just wanna be like, oh, I wanna know what the new thing is, just play it for me, and I'll watch. (laughs) Like, I can no longer work the controllers. Play for me, won't you? I was once a Donkey Kong master. Jump the barrels for me, Jack! Jump them <laughs> but I'll, like i 'm really bad at the game, and of course, what happens is you get stoned long enough somebody 's like, you gotta try it and so I played it as I always do, and I'm, my guy is so bad he goes up to, <laughs> I went up to a car and I just start, I opened the door and then I immediately started closing it and opening it because I was just pressing open, 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 open. But what that did was, like, open, close, open, close. And of course the driver got out angry, and then he beat me to death (laughs) right next to the car. And that happened, like, three times when I got to play. (laughs) Grand Theft Auto didn't get past the first, like, thieving of the automobile. It was a pretty pathetic theft auto. Um, But then I, then I, I got the hang of it. I didn't try to steal a car. I just started to run around and talk to people in the game. And it doesn't work because the whole universe of Grand Theft Auto is uniquely sociopathic towards your player and nobody else. Like, every time you walk up to somebody, everybody's like, what the fuck, man? You got a problem, dude? Every interaction, but it's only to you because the rest of their society is working okay. They have, like, airplane flights and the radio station's working fine. There's, like, traffic laws normally being obeyed, but everyone in this world uniquely hates your character. What the fuck, dude? I just, I wanted to walk up to your campfire. It looks very similar to a part of Los Angeles that's near and dear to me. And then they just want to fight you, and it, it, uh, I was stoned, so I was just tripping out on this like sociopathic like attitude behind a lot of video games. And I noticed it, uh, like my brothers play "Call of Duty," and uh, like I'll watch, I'll watch that. God, it's not like a real loser. I watch that. I watch "Call of Duty. But every time there's a new one of those games, it come, they come out, it, to me, it just sounds like it's more and more like anti-human, where it's like, Call of Duty 8, martial law! If you can find the last copy of the Bill of Rights and destroy it, you win the game! <laughs> I don't know why video... It's, it's a difficult enough universe as it is. You should just have video games where it's like, there's a planet with limited resources and an infinite number of mutually exclusive opinions. Try to save it. <laughs> or even more difficult, get your friend to LAX at 4 p.m. Without breaking any laws. You lose if you do that. But no, you have to have games like Grand Theft Auto, Civilian Override. If you can find an investigative journalist for Rolling Stone magazine and make him his death look like an accident, you unlock all the online levels. <laughs> that was a Michael Hastings reference for anyone uh, unfamiliar with uh, <laughs> recent news. Um, well, I guess I got the light. Uh, I hope you all saw that in podcast land because I got the light in a deep, deep pit I just dug for myself. <laughs> Um, don't worry, you know what? We're just figuring these out. Uh I wanna do a couple of quick things though before I tell you. Oh fuck it. Uh I went to uh I I tra- oh, you know what I will tell you this. Uh I, I was in Atlanta and I drove down to Florida uh from Atlanta and uh first of all there's like a flora there's a floral border between Georgia and Florida where like uh the, the farms turn into like meadows and palm trees and stuff. But there's also an automobile equivalent of that. It's weird. Throughout Georgia going south, it's just like Christian Jesus vans where, uh, where it's like, this is the kind of thing that one of the apostles would have driven. God damn it. And then as soon as you cross over into Florida, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm just driving a Transformer. Like, everyone drives <laughs> these like hot rod cars. Um, but I went, I, I stopped in uh, Tifton, Georgia at a huddle house. And, um, Huddle House, first of all, it's a diner, and you walk in, and they literally, all, everyone look up at you like, you don't belong here. And you're like, you want to be like, take two, don't make it look like you're rehearsed. Oh, this is real, okay. Um. And then it's for, the, the name Huddle House, it's like an offshoot of Waffle House. They're like, makes of seed from Waffle House. <laughs> We can resign at any time we want from the tyranny, yes sir, tyranny of your waffle iron. But it's the same thing. (laughs) Oh, and then I, so I was back up in Atlanta for Pride. It was gay pride. It wasn't like, uh, barbecue pride. Uh, but Pride in Atlanta is kind of like barbecue pride. So there's a lot of woo! It's like the woo capital of the world for a couple weeks. But, uh... Yeah, it was fairly late in the year. I went to Pride, and I had seen before a uh, Confederate flag uh, in the style of the rainbow flag, <laughs> rainbow-colored Confederate flag. Uh, I didn't see that this time. The South has grown. Uh, they have come a long way. This time, what I saw was a Don't Tread on Me flag that had the snake on it that says, Don't Tread on Me, except he had a feather boa. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a sassy tea party snake that was decorated with a snake-like uh, feather boa. I, I, that was that uh, shit I like to have a flag with a snake eating itself anyway no. glad, I'm glad you I'm glad you went with the premise um, alright guys you've been fun thanks for listening
1: James Adomian one more time for James Adomian Woo! that mic is so wet That was like the wettest. I put it right on my lips. What a joy! You guys have been an amazing audience. Let's hear for all the comics you saw tonight. And I'm Cameron Esposito. We will be back next Tuesday. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together
0: together put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together get ready to laugh with your hands together put your hands together get ready to cut your hands together put your hands together